This week on the Gigaflops podcast. It is hardware galore. We got stuff from Apple. We got stuff from Sony. We got stuff from Facebook. And of course, we're still following the TikTok saga. Mm -hmm. Let's flop right into it. What's going on? I'm Alex. That's Lita. This is the Gigaflops podcast. Today is September 18th, and we are just going to go straight into it. We got a lot of news today, Lita. Let's start episode seven. Episode seven. All right. First story is the new Oculus Quest 2 is uh, officially announced by Facebook. And this is going to signal a huge shift in Facebook's VR direction. Mm -hmm. What we mean by that is the new headset will be available for pre-order Starting now, you can actually pre-order that yeah. right now for $299, which is actually Ooh. cheaper than the first generation one, and it's supposed to be better. Nice. There are some caveats to this, though, and uh, it will be released on October 13th. That's coming up. Mm -hmm. So in about a month, the new headset will have 50% more pixels to make it a sharper experience. And the cool thing about this is, although it's a standalone headset, you can still plug it into your PC for more uh, GPU and CPU processing That's power. That's cool. Uh, to play games requiring more graphical mm -hmm. performance uh, using a link cable that is supplied with it. So you can still plug it in. However, and here is the additional news that Facebook supplied us with. Facebook is no longer, or Oculus in general, they're no longer going to be making PC-only headsets. So we've been uh, keeping an eye out on VR as it is. Mm -hmm. I actually really enjoyed using the uh, the Vive yeah. before I played it. You've uh, played it before. Yeah, one of my buddies had it, and we used to play it all the time. I thought it was the coolest thing. And Oculus is saying now that they're no longer just building headsets strictly for PC tethered gaming. You're not going to be connected. They want this whole non-connected, use-anywhere um, kind of headset thing. And Facebook says... That starting uh, next spring, the Oculus Rift S, it's the last of its kind, and they will stop selling in stores next spring. So next year is the first year Oculus will not have a headset that's tethered to your PC, your gaming PC. This is, I mean, it's going to be more portable this way then, right? They already have that with the uh, Oculus Quest. So this Oculus Quest 2 is mm -hmm. an advanced version of the first one, although they did cut down the price point, so there are compromises. We're not going to go too deep into it. One of the compromises, though, that I don't like is that you have to use your Facebook account. Mm. So, you know, Facebook you have no choice but to... bought Oculus. It's yeah. kind of like one of those things that's annoying, but at the same time, we knew it was coming. Yep. And we knew this was going to happen, and it actually did happen. Um, and some people hate that, you know, Facebook of information and stuff like that. But we'll be keeping an eye on this one. This might be the future of uh, headsets in general, yeah. VR headsets. Yeah. You know? Hey, two ninety nine. that's a pretty good price. Yeah, and you're not connected to your PC. Mm -hmm. And although you can't play certain games on it, it still has processing power enough to handle certain uh, portable games like that. Yeah, so. it does feel it. It does feel really cool that they're going in this direction, and to see where they take it from there, even yeah. even further on. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we've also got quite a lot of Apple news going on. Um, so first, let's talk about the iPads. So Apple updated their iPad Air and base iPad. Um, the fourth generation iPad Air is basically a cheaper version of the iPad Pro. It's got a 10.9 inch 2360 by 1640p display. It's going to be using the A14 Bionic processor. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to make the jump to USB-C. So that's that's pretty big for Apple. Um, and then they're, they have Touch ID. Um, it's going to be moved to the power button. So that's Sony style. And it'll be available in October starting at $599. And then for the masses, the new base iPad is launching today for $329. Um, this eighth generation model uses an A12 processor and it's going to keep the 10.2 inch size bump it got from last year. So for the most part, it's pretty much the same form factor as last year's model, including the Touch ID home button and that one still has a lightning port. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, new iPads. New colors. Uh, new, new colors. Form factor is basically the same except for the um, fingerprint scanner. Mm -hmm. This is the first Apple product, period, with a fingerprint scanner on the power button. That's not a MacBook. Yep. I guess because the MacBook Pro has the fingerprint scanner as a power button. Uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not too excited about this. As someone who actually uses an iPad Pro um, 2018, mm -hmm. I think. I think this is a 2018 model. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Six ninety nine for iPad Air is still a lot of money. It I, is pretty high. I got this for six fifty, brand new. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't even take that long. It was like a couple months into its life that we got this on sale. Yeah. Um, and you know, iPad sales go on. iPads go on sale all the time. So I'm not exactly sure. I, I don't think the iPad Air will cannibalize iPad Pro sales, mm -hmm. but I. I don't like how Apple is completely muddling their that field. space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the one I do like is the base iPad. I've always liked that price. They go on sale all the time. Yeah. And um, they, they drop to like 250 sometimes. Yeah. Like 275. Black Friday and, deals. Yeah, I mean, you that's see a that steal. all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, like for 329 for what they offer on the specs there, you know, that's a great one to get like your parents, your grandparents, mm -hmm. or for kids, kids to play with. Yeah. Yeah, it's just with the air, I start wondering, like, what's the point of having that 11-inch iPad Pro mm -hmm. and having that iPod, iPad Air, and it's starting to get a little cloudy and muddy. Do you think that it would make more sense for them to just have the base iPad and then an iPad Pro versus having this Air is now, like, this I would, weird yeah. middle child? The Air was gone for a little bit of time, mm -hmm. and they brought it back. And the problem with bringing it back here is now with this redesign, it basically is an iPad Pro but cheaper mm -hmm. and you can even still attach it to that magic dock now um, and it uses the same accessories as the pro so what's the point of really pushing it i mean obviously there are different things on the pro that the air doesn't have but for the most part like a majority of the experience you're fine with the air so you know i i, I kind of feel like apple doesn't need all these and people going to the apple store or the casual consumers they yeah. won't know the difference they they're going to be thinking air because they bought it in the past as mm -hmm. a super thin um, and that's what tablet. they're familiar with. Yeah, and they think that's the line they want to go. It's just like certain people who buy the Mini, mm -hmm. they have to buy the Mini because that's what they want to upgrade fr yeah. to from. You know, they just continue down the line. And this is just getting more confusing for them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, moving on to the next one, um, Apple has a bunch of other um, 
things that they were talking about in their um, event that just happened on Monday. It was Monday, right? Monday. Yeah, Monday. But uh, we're not going to cover too much of it. Here is another thing that they announced that might be somewhat interesting. The um, Apple Watch lineup gets a new device. It's actually the SE. Yeah. So they're bringing the SE line to the Apple Watch lineup. And the new line of watches start at 279 and the data models start at $329. Mm-hmm. So that is relatively affordable. That is slightly cheaper than the iPhone SE itself. Because <laughs> <laughs> the iPhone SE starts at $399. So you could get, theoretically, you can get an iPhone SE, the phone, and an iPhone SE watch. For under the price of an iPhone yeah. 12, 12, whenever that comes out. Yes, yeah. hypothetically. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the Apple iPhone, sorry, Apple Watch SE is available in stores today. So you can actually go and purchase that today. Uh, So here are some things that it doesn't have. So there is no always-on display, which was a new feature in the Series 5 line. There is no ECG functionality from the Series 4 line, Mm -hmm. and there's no blood oxygen monitor from the new Series 6, which they also announced today, Uh, I mean this week. This uh, does, however, have the built-in accelerometer, has the gyroscope, has an always-on altimeter, sleep tracking, fall detection, and hand-washing detection, which is great for COVID, I guess. In the age of COVID. Uh, So this watch is 30% larger than the Series 3. So essentially, it's an upgrade from the watch that I wear, which Mm -hmm. is a Series 3 watch that I got on clearance once at Walmart or something like that. Um, And that's where I, I love... Apple Watch. We were just talking about this yeah. last week too. I'm actually going to make a video soon about this, but um, Apple won the wearable market. Like it hands down. As somebody who is on Android all the time, mm-hmm. I cannot, I cannot live without an Apple Watch if I'm wearing a smartwatch. I keep hearing that a lot too. Like everyone just loves their Apple Watch. They've gotten to that point where it's just Apple Watch is so much more superior. And I, I'm a huge fan of Samsung. Samsung's. Um, Galaxy Watch is actually really good. Mm-hmm. I've I've always reviewed them and I've actually said really good things about it. But Apple Watch is just significantly a better experience overall. And these watches though, I really I really don't feel like a majority of people care for a lot of the new things. So let's let's move on to the Apple Watch 6 because this is the highest newest and uh Apple Watch and here this is um different things. So that uh, series 6 was announced with new sensors. Mm -hmm. Some of the sensors that we talked about earlier was like the uh, blood oxygen monitor. Yeah. Uh, The ECG. The ECG, yeah. It has all the features above from the Mm -hmm. previous generations, which the uh, SE doesn't. But Apple wants to use the new watch to see if it can detect if a person has COVID-19 later on in the year. They kind of want to build that feature in. Um, And this uses a new S6 processor, which is an upgrade from the Series 4 and 5, which use the same processor. So this is the first new processor in an Apple Watch in a couple generations. But what I wanted to say was they're really, for the casual user, like me, notifications, I use a a couple of apps. I don't really need blood oxygen monitoring. I don't really need uh, EKG. Is it EKG? ECG. ECG, sorry. ECG. Do you think, so they're adding a lot more subscriptions um, as well and they're going to be starting yeah. the apple fitness mm-hmm. subscription as well which is going to compete with all the peloton apps and all of that stuff do you think that someone who would purchase that would be interested in these features yes for that? okay so this is where this is the weird thing like 
the Apple Watch Series 6 is more for professional athletes, for um, for health trainers mm-hmm. and people uh, on a strict health diet or something like that, or pre-recorded health uh, deficiencies and things like that that they have to monitor. At least that's what it feels like Apple is trying to migrate towards, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the SE is what the watch seems like it should be for the casual user. Mm-hmm. A lot less for a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, and oh yeah, also the SE uses all the bands that you can use for Apple Watches. So it's universal. You can use all your old oh, bands. Like, all on those it. bands look cool. The new bands look nice yeah. too on it. Uh, but yeah, basically what I'm saying is I feel like this is where the Series 6 is not really the Apple Watch. It's like the Pro Watch. And the SE is the base watch, whereas the iPads, they the name is wrong mm-hmm. on that too. So it's really confusing with Apple products right now. You have the SE line, and then you have a Pro line, but the, the watches don't. It's very muddied how they've started all these new lines, and now the tiers are kind of shifting. Yeah, like let's say for my parents or your parents or somebody like that, casual users mm-hmm. who upgrade every few years, they go to the Apple store, go to Best Buy or something, and they're looking for a new Apple watch yeah. to upgrade. They don't know what to upgrade to. They Same thing with the iPad, like how we just described earlier. Yeah. It, the, the naming schemes, it's kind of confusing. And they don't need all the features that the Series 6 has, but yeah. they'll think that that's the standard one. Yep. That's the problem I have with Apple right now. Uh, let's move on to the next story. Yeah, um, let's talk about TikTok. So Oracle is actually going to be running TikTok USA. Uh, they beat out for, for front runner, sorry, Microsoft to handle the USA operations of TikTok. Um, so they will be managing TikTok source code and updates to ensure that basically the Chinese-based company ByteDance doesn't gather data to the Chinese government. Um, President Trump originally wanted to ban TikTok from American devices unless the app was acquired by an American company. So in this proposed deal with Oracle, ByteDance will be creating a new company and give Oracle an investor's minority stake in the company. ByteDance will still be a majority owner of TikTok, and the new company is proposed to hire 25,000 American workers to domestic operations. Mm-hmm. So this this is really interesting to me because... I thought Microsoft would have gotten the bid. That's what we all thought. Yeah. For a couple of weeks now, we all thought Microsoft was a sure thing to mm-hmm. take over for TikTok. Not only take over, but purchase TikTok from BitDance. But this is a huge 180. Um, and there's it, this might not even go through. This might not be official. Yeah. This is pending it's government. It's still a proposal and yeah. everything. Yeah. It's pending mm-hmm. government. Um, it, uh, Donald Trump has a sign off on basically, and his administration, mm-hmm. because there are security issues, right? You, you were just talking about how some of your um, friends and coworkers are actually being recruited by TikTok mm-hmm. um, to work for them. Yeah. And I know TikTok is expanding, and a lot of people do have security issues, legitimate security issues about TikTok. Yeah, and data privacy, especially nowadays, is a huge thing too. So it's interesting that, you know, they're going to be U.S. run still, but majority-owned by ByteDance still. Well, it is a Chinese company. Yeah. So basically, instead of selling it, they're allowing a U.S. company, software company like Oracle, to uh, monitor mm-hmm. a U.S.-specific made version of the app, mm-hmm. which they should have done in the first place, honestly. Right. Uh, we're starting to get to this point in globalism where we do need specific apps for specific countries Mm -hmm. we just need to we we have to start getting to that point because globalism is great in theory but there's a lot of fundamental issues and this is one of them 
There's there's no way we can have an app that can easily be backdoored by a, another country's mm-hmm. government yeah. at any time. That's how China runs. Mm-hmm. And I know to some people that may not sound like a big deal, uh, but there's a lot of potential issues, national security issues. Data privacy. Data privacy again. is a huge yeah. thing. There's, it's mm-hmm. one thing for your own country to steal your data. It's another for a another different country. country to take your data of geolocations mm-hmm. in the United States. There's certain things that you cannot have there. And this is interesting because this doesn't really solve the issue. Oracle says that they'll have full control over the uh, data, right? Um, yeah, so I think by doing this, ByteDance is basically creating like a spinoff company and Oracle will be able to house this data themselves, or at least that's what it seems like. Or Oracle will have full source data mm-hmm. of the American app and that they can always monitor 24-7 if there's a backdoor from China. You know, it's still a Chinese-owned company at yeah. the end of the day. And even if Oracle owns a portion of the stocks, it's still not the majority owner. It still doesn't have full control. Right. It can't control the direction the app wants exactly. to go. You know, it's just like Facebook can change the layout of their app at any time. Mm-hmm. TikTok cannot. Oracle, U.S. TikTok apparently cannot because yeah. they're still not the owners of this app. So this is a very fascinating situation. Here. I feel like, I mean, this is just me thinking geeky but from a data standpoint too they already have so much data from the users right now like they're gonna have to transition and shift all that that's gonna be messy yeah yeah that it's been around and it's one of the biggest apps in the world right now so i don't know how they're gonna handle that uh and then our final story of the week there's so many stories this week we had to choose um and pick a few where we're gonna go on for hours so exciting though yeah there's a lot of hardware and this is big hardware huge hardware because we just we just talked about this last week with microsoft they mm-hmm. came out and announced the mic of the xbox x and s series mm-hmm. and we were all kind of shocked about the s series because they made it digital only and the price was good yeah and it was really cheap 299 yeah. for a 1440p gaming machine and now playstation just completely took all the sales from their i think they their- were waiting yeah. I feel like they were waiting for Microsoft to make that announcement first, and then they were like, bam. Yeah. I, I feel like if Microsoft announced their second, maybe they could have gone up. Mm-hmm. But right now, it seems like PlayStation is just going to knock. Sony's going to knock Microsoft yeah. out with this because Sony announces the November release date of the PS5 days after Microsoft reviews their Xbox X. And the PS5 will have also a digital-only version, just like the Microsoft Series S. And will cost $399. So it's $100 more than the Series S. But here is the silver lining or the gold lining, if you want to say it like that. The cheaper PS5 essentially will have the same hardware as the full console with the same CPU, GPU, and RAM. Wow. If you've watched or listened to our episode last week, um, we were talking about the Microsoft um, Xbox Series S. S. Mm-hmm. That actually has slightly lower processing yep. and slightly lower uh, graphics capabilities. Yeah. That's why it's not a 4K machine. It's a 1440p machine. PlayStation, uh, Sony is saying this PlayStation 5 digital version will be able to give you that 4K 60 like the full That whole though. experience. Yeah. So as $100 more expensive than the Xbox um series s but you're going from 1440p to a full 4k experience i would pay another hundred dollars for that there you go game game over we were all excited about the xbox Mm -hmm. s and then sony knocks it out of the park with this one and the pricing just seems right um 
the full PS5 will cost $499, and, and both of these will come out November 12th, two days. Oh my god! After the Xboxes come out, this is crazy. And when you come to titles, PlayStation just Sony just completely knocked it out they of the just, park yeah. with this too, because they yep. the the new highlighted games that they talked about today, Final Fantasy 16 had a trailer, mm-hmm. and I'm Hogwarts Legacy. There's a Harry Potter game, and the way I described it on Twitter today was this can go one of two ways. This Harry Potter game could be either the most disappointing overhyped game in the world, or it could be I the Arkham not. it could be the Arkham City of Harry Potter. That's what I'm hoping for. And I'm hoping for the latter yeah. because it looks epic. It looks all so good. for a Harry Potter open sandbox experience. Yeah. And this is it. This is it. And now, don't forget Miles Morales Spider-Man also was announced for the PS5. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of PS5 games. Yeah. Final Fantasy 16. Trailer looks fantastic. It's not my cup of tea anymore. Like Final Fantasies have kind of migrated away from what I traditionally like for Final Fantasy. But man, the game looked awesome yep. on the trailer. Um, Sorry, Microsoft. And then, yeah, the price point. Just the digital versions. 4K, 1440p difference. Like, yeah. That $100, like you said, that's, you that's might as worth well. it. Yeah. yeah, you might as well. Yeah, so Sony just absolutely killed any momentum Microsoft had. And that's like, what a what a difference a week makes, well, right? And it's crazy that they decided, well, they did this purposely, but they're also releasing it two days after the Xbox yeah. too. Like, yeah. That's a stab. Part of me feels like Microsoft <laughs> wasn't going to announce the Xbox until after the PlayStations, mm-hmm. but because it was leaked, they were like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should do it. We yeah. should we should get that extra publicity because now we found out Sony is going to make this digital one. Yep. We're going to lose the sale, so yeah. let's let's put some momentum out, and then that momentum is gone within a week. Yeah. So fascinating. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, fascinating. A lot of cool hardware, and that's only half of what actually came out this week. There was actually a lot of great stuff, but that will do it for us in terms of news. What did we release on our on our channel and also on our website, Sypnotics.com this week? Oh, yeah. Well, we released... Got a lot of stuff. Yeah, we did a hands-on and first impressions from you on the Microsoft Surface Duo. Yep, yep. we finally got the Surface Duo, and we've been using it for uh, a week now. It looks so cool. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a lot of videos on that. Yeah, we also have a video and article up um, from me on Android 11, on the Google Pixel 4a. One week with Android 11 mm-hmm. on the Pixel 4a. So if you want to update your uh, Google Pixel 4a or any of your pixels to Android 11, watch Lita's uh, video before you do that. Yeah. And we also um, have some cool things coming out next week on our uh, Sympnotics website. We have a couple uh, contributors lining up their work for us. So each week we try to at least have one contributor review. Mm-hmm. Next week we have something really cool to show you guys. Exciting and uh, we'll probably have, I think we'll have the Lenovo IdeaPad 3 Chromebook mm-hmm. out next week. Something like that for a video. YouTube definitely. Video. Yeah, definitely a video mm-hmm. and an article. Yeah. So be sure to and visit so. our website, Sypnotics.com, and also follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are at Sypnotech for that. Yes. Our website is Sypnotics.com. Be sure to give us a comment and a like if you like our podcast, like our video. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast, please rate us. Yeah, if you like the show, definitely mm-hmm. subscribe. We are the Giga Flops. I'm Alex. That's Lita. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. I wish I had somebody writing some like really funny lines that I can fill here. And
we can have some really good outro, but unfortunately, none of us here are smart enough to do that. Bye.